The Trials of Apollo, The Dark Prophecy, Chapter 37. Your favorite fruit? I hope you didn't say grapes, or apples, or figs. Poor Nanette, I wonder what... what... Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. I wish this chapter started with my favorite fruit, your favorite fruit, me. Yeah. That just like feels like an Apollo inline joke, but would have been offensive if Rick Riordan and wrote it. Yeah. I also like, I don't know if he knows that lingo. Yeah. Definitely a joke that missed him, but like it was so close to being that joke that it was kind of disappointing that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ava hey, Neve, how are we? You know, I'm here. Um, I, you know, a fun thing about how I am is that tomorrow, um, okay, so I, for some reason, unbeknownst to me, but I'm really enjoying it, I'm in my concert girl era. I'm taking after Neve. Um, I, I <laughs> I'm going to start picking up the slack soon now that I'm in a major city. Yes. See, that was my excuse, basically. I like, I was like, I got to see my favorite artist of all time in concert because I was like, that's a priority. I got the tickets in like fucking March. And then, um, and then, um, my roommate and I are seeing Chapel Rowan in a week. And then I know, I know our theme is pink cowgirl. So I'm going to lose it. Anyway, tomorrow though, we, I found these tickets two days ago at about midnight. Um, work, work, (laughs) Not not the Chapel Round ones, but what I'm about to say. Um, because oh. I saw a TikTok of someone seeing Maniskin in concert. And I was like, oh, I'm begging, like they're fierce. And yeah. so I like searched up if they were coming to Chicago and they're coming to like a suburb of Chicago that is 15 minutes away from me. And the tickets were $25. So honestly. Seeing small artists, not like small, like typically like artists like as big as them can sell out like these like mid-sized venues, always the vibe. The tickets are no fucking 40 and it's always so much fun. Like, and also like general room, like standing room only venues are so much more fun to me than like an arena. Like I recently saw Five Seconds of Summer in Madison Square Garden and like that was cool just to watch them play Madison Square Garden. I feel like that's a separate thing because that's just such an iconic venue that it's like always fun to watch someone that you like perform there because it's like such a big deal but like standing in arena seating uh boring (laughs) it's not as fun so no that's fair that's so slack yeah i'm i'm actually definitely be so fun to see live too i know they're awesome i literally it was so funny today (laughs) my roommate and i were like fake punching each other and like falling to the ground we were bored and um and real we've come up with this new bit of every time something happens we go silent for a second then we go i'm begging and that's it and i think it's great it's inspired by a tiktok um and yeah so i'm very excited seeing them tomorrow i have to figure out my outfit um that's my tangent so that's how i am neve (laughs) uh i'm good um i have started a new job and i am so back to romanticizing the service industry i love being a waitress it's so fun i literally don't like it's like kind of awful any job is but like i think it is so fun to romanticize the service industry and the connections that you make there and i am having a good time i have to take the bus though and it has never once 
picked me up at the time that it was supposed to pick me up. I know. Um, but it's all right. <laughs> it, it does come. It just takes like so long to yeah. figure out like, and it's literally the last night I had to take it. I was like, basically the next one is about to show up to the stop. And then Miss Girl pulled in and I was like, all right. Um, but that's okay. I'm paying like $2. So they can be a, a little bit late if they need to. Um, but otherwise doing good, uh, trying to adjust to the schedule of work and also work again and trying to audition for things and fit all of that in. Um, but it's okay. Cause that's what I wanted to do and signed up to do. So Real. if I'm a little tired, it'd be how it'd be real. How are you, Brayden? You know, yeah, tired girl era, <laughs> taking the bus era. Let's talk um, about it. I also recently started a new third job, um, and I'm working that gay bar life. Oh my god, um, yay! That's hours. awesome. Yes, it's fun. It's yeah, nice. No. The hours are terrible. I'm um, sorry. Because I will sometimes be getting home at like four in the morning. Gay um, people are always awake. Which gay people never go to bed. No. Go to bed. Gay people sleep. I know. What are you doing? No. Um, but it's fun. I like the job. The hours are rough in addition to my two other jobs during the day. But I have Sunday off and I'm really looking forward to that. So I have Sunday kind of off. Because I'm working Saturday night, 5 to 2 a.m. So do I have Sunday off or am I just working part of a shift on Saturday and part of a shift on Sunday? Yeah. Who can say? Who's to say? Who's to say? But I don't have to be to, to my next job after that till four on Monday. So I have oh. I have over 24 hours off, which is that's a day remarkable. Yeah, that's <laughs> I great. haven't had I was so excited today to have like an evening off. And Neve was also like we happen to both have have tonight off. Yeah. Which is nice. That's why we can record. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how we were brought to here. Um which means we can also continue our our Marvel movie marathon. Um, other than that, we're chilling. We're doing good. Um, in terms of concerts, Neve and I have been playing chicken with the Kim Petras tour. Um, they've now dropped to $30. So I feel like we can hold out for $25. <laughs> I also think we can. Just because Also, like, I'm not willing to, like, take off work. Once it hits... <laughs> October 1st, it is what it is. Yeah. Based on when the concert is. But like, we can wait till, like, I feel like it might drop down if we wait yeah. even longer. It's like, I'm not willing to take work off. We'll just see if we're not working and then go if we're not working. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. That seems to be most of the situation. I just have too many conflicts with my other jobs to give them conflict. Like, I'm already. My jobs conflict with each other. I can't like give them other conflicts. Otherwise, I'm going to be fired. <laughs> um, you know, but we're living, we're chilling. Um, and um, now 
Neve is also looking up Chapel oh, Row and t- tickets. I'll do this later. I was looking up Kim Petras. Stop. Like they're they're the back to back days, so we can probably go to one. What? I don't think it's <laughs> what's gonna. I don't think it's likely that I work both Friday and Saturday night. I, I know. I need to get. I think that I'll. Pro- I need to get like a consistent schedule, which I'm setting. Um, I'm, on Saturday, I'm also getting mine this week. But so I'm we'll thinking see. that it's probably. Like they're definite, they need more work, like help during Saturday brunch. So I feel like I'll probably have Saturday night off. Okay. If you want to keep that in mind, I mean, like oh. I'll tr- I'll work it out. But they apparently Saturday brunch at this place is like nightmare scenario. Like it's there's so many people who come in for Saturday brunch, but apparently children eat free, and that's why there's so many people. And there's also a lot of children. Wow. Yikes. So. They'll probably have me work bad because I'm new. I hate children. I <laughs> could not be more grateful to be working someplace where children, meaning anyone under 21, is not allowed. <laughs> it is a godsend. It is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, are there people behaving like children? Yes. Drunk mm-hmm. people behave equivalent if no, not worse. Equivalent. Children are bad. <laughs> This past weekend, some of our friends and I went to go visit Brayden at the place that he works, and we were really drunk. I mean, like, really, really drunk. So please drink carefully and please safely. Please drink responsibly. Like I did not on Saturday night, and um, we were with some of those children. We came downstairs from the like more like nightclub-y part of the bar to where Brayden was working, and we're like. Braden. We were so intoxicated. It was really and I was not because I was at work. Right? It was really bad. I could Jesus. feel it. Like I could feel like my deeper subconscious being like, Neve, you are embarrassing drunk right now. But I couldn't stop it. It was just like watching a train wreck. We had other friends who were worse. So yes, we did, Elizabeth. No, I'm certain. I <laughs> Also, sorry, update on Kim Petras um, in Chicago. It's on the 18th, so I'm going to give it a while. Okay, yeah. You can. You have time. Because currently, like, the cheapest I'm seeing is 40 And I'm like, no. It's um, going down. Yeah, it'll go down. I say, like, a week ago, these concerts are about a week apart for each of us. About mm-hmm. a week ago, it was, like, 40 and now it's down to 30 today. So. Yeah give it some time this tour they booked her in really big venues i think the chicago one's pretty small they they're they booked some arenas on this tour which is crazy the philadelphia one is like mid-size yeah it's not it's the um the man pavilion which is like not very big but they're all too big for her like she i love kim petras i love her music but she's not as big as I think her promoters are thinking she is. Mm. Just because she was on a bad Sam Smith song. I guess Sam Smith was on her song. No, it was Sam Smith's. No, it was on her album. Oh, it was? Hmm. I actually have no... On Feed the Beast. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Welcome back to... (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Return to Game Half-Blood this week. We'll be discussing the Dark Prophecy chapters 37 through 40 through the theme of Fallout. Thank you. I forgot. Bring I came up with that. I didn't write it down. So mm. 
I forgot. Yeah, normally I read it off because I normally remember to write it down. And alas, um, <laughs> Neve, would you like to summarize for us? Oh my God. Um, you have a minute because I didn't pull up the timer. Go. Okay. Um, so they blow up the the Oracle room and then Apollo almost gets killed, but gets out because Peaches is back with Peaches and other Peaches. <laughs> He's spawned more Peaches. Um, and they like kill everyone and get Meg and Apollo to safety. Apollo passes out and all of a sudden he's in a car back to the way station. It gets to the way station. Um, honestly, team team way station is killing it, um, doing great. And then, but still, unfortunately, all the major players have been trapped. Um <laughs> By God. Okay, so then, um, like lit make uh tricks Thomas and then he falls You're out. Your stupid little fucking dance was distracting me so bad. I was acting out was what you were doing. Out. Oh my god. So to make up for what I missed, they get to the way station and Thomas is has taken prisoners. Um and then Apollo is like, I'm gonna show my godly form. Be be careful don't look at me i'm gonna show my godly form and everyone's like no he's not but like you know um everyone who's smart enough is like i think he's actually gonna do it so they close their eyes and then um he blinds comedies and all of his like people because he does actually like figure out how to show his godly form and then lit tricks him a little bit <laughs> Thomas <laughs> tricks, a trick. tricks him a little bit now that he's blind and then he runs out a window uh because calypso blows him out the window and then they get Meg to the throne and she says a wild Shakespearean prophecy. Um, and then they deconstruct that prophecy a little bit about what it could mean. And that's the end. No, it's not. There's a funeral. Oh yeah. There's there's a lot that happened. Yeah. I I guess the funeral is important enough to mention. Yeah. Heloise is dead. Yes. The griffin is dead. It's I was so sad. And the hunters also leave because they're off to go find a fox. Yeah. Oh, I. All right. And luckily, and in that action, the Talia Apollo weird romantic tension that's happening. Hated that. Thank God, over. Yeah. (laughs) And they leave. But also, I feel like some like Apollo lit romantic tension was introduced yes I yeah like, this <laughs> yes. is weird because they're like messy. yeah because they were like naming off like the pairs of people and they're all couples and then he like pairs himself with lit in the like yeah thing. i'm like no i'm not not here for it you know like i, kind of, I, I get enemies to like yeah. <laughs> I can't find it. We I, need to say our songs before we, we do. start talking about this. Um, yeah. I just will say my last thought about this specifically before we get into it is that I think Apollo needs to date someone who is also like a teenager but kind of immortal. Like it's weird if he dates someone who's just a teenager. Yes. And and it's kind of weird if he like is dating like just a god. Yeah. So like someone like Lit who is like this mortal who's like been brought back, this that whole thing. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. is like the kind of character that Apollo yeah. need, could have like real romantic mm-hmm. interest in. Um yeah, what are our songs? Mine, mine is Funeral by Freebie Bridgers. 
Okay. Because it's sad and there's a funeral. So true. That makes sense to me. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Um, is just the saddest music I could think of. Emotionally devastating song. Yeah. See, that's why I can't listen to her. I also don't listen to her. So I actually dug into her catalog (laughs) to like learn her music because I knew it was sad. And I know how emotionally devastated I was by Heloise's death. It It was, we'll get into it. We'll get into it because it's tragic. My song is If Not For You by Maniskin because I've been listening to the recent album. I'm trying to learn it in three days. And, um, let me just read you some of the lyrics. There'd be no summer, there'd be no spring, if not for this love of mine. Thorns, with, thorns without flowers, bars with no drinks, if not for this love of mine. Blah, blah, blah. If not for you, I wouldn't sing anymore. If not for you, I couldn't get off the floor. If not for you, hell would be knocking on my door. Come on! That's so, like... Like... I mean, Joe. Because, like, yeah. I just love them. And also, like, a little bit, like... A little bit Heloise and Abelard. I mean, they're Griffins, but... Anne's, like, kind of a Paul and Commodus. Like, it, yeah. it, it really speaks to all of the couples. Yeah. In the, like... Yeah. Not really Leo and Calypso. They're kind of just chilling. Yeah. Good for them. As, as chilling as they can be. As chilling as they can be. <laughs> you know. Um, mine is Fallout. By Mariana's Trench. I knew it was fucking Mariana's Trench. I fucking love them. This song, guys, you don't even understand how much of an absolute banger this song is. Um, And it's... Is as much of a banger as Shivers by Ed Sheeran? (laughs) It's not this. Listening to Shivers by Ed Sheeran today at one point. Is that not terrifying? It was stuck in my head. What a terrible thing to admit. It's to. no song off divide. I was also listening to Voodoo Mama from the no, Babylon and soundtrack. And that one hits. That I love so Voodoo Mama. It hits so hard. Why is it so good? It's so good. That whole album. Great. Oh my god. I won't don't watch Babylon. Like watch no. Babylon, but don't watch Babylon because it's like it'll take a day. Yeah, it'll really take. A day it is a life, it, it is a four hour movie, um, and it, you'll spend the rest of the day like processing it. But Voodoo Mama specifically, the soundtrack overall, but specifically Voodoo Mama, very fun song. Jesus H Christ, <laughs> maybe the best song ever written. That's like the third time you said that over the past couple of days. I've been saying that too. Jesus, I like I love Jesus H Christ. I've been saying it a lot. Um, <laughs> Not the person, indifferent. <laughs> no, understood. Um, <laughs> figure. I haven't even seen Babylon, and I know Voodoo Mama because all of you have played it so much, and I'm like, it's well, I love it. So, oh, when they're like Heineke, Heineke, <laughs> it's great. I don't don't even know what they're saying. That's just what it sounds like. <laughs> it's probably accurate. Um. But yeah, that's my song. It also relates to the chapters about like loss and stuff. Yeah. But also the theme is Fallout. Yeah, but it doesn't really talk about what we're talking about with the theme. Mm-hmm. But it just reminded me of it. And I was like, oh, this song is great and actually fits. What were our favorite parts? I need to pull up something in specific so oh she's someone, whispering someone start talking um i 
was kind of here for the sonnet. I Me like too. we were getting to the end, and he was like, "I've never heard this one in a long time. It, like this is really dramatic." And I was like, "If this ends in a couplet, I'm screaming!" Like as like uh, someone who like went to school for theater, as like an annoying like Shakespeare fan, I went, "Oh my god, it's a sonnet!" Oh my god, it's a sonnet. It ended in, ended in a couplet, and I was like fangirling over this sonnet not like actually but like actually you know no like i know yeah it was a smart choice i like it i was right there with you like it was also like the the poem as the chapter title was like shakespeare blah blah i was like hello um which is irritating but you know what fuck it who cares um but yeah i got so excited because they were like they also were so funny about it they were like it just keeps going it just it just continues and apollo's like yeah guys there's another form of poem out there you want to hear about it like it was nuts but it was it was funny he was funny about it i the 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 haiku about shakespeare too was funny just like him dogging on shakespeare yeah period i was like this is funny this is good yeah. Rick Riordan is a little little English nerd. He is. Yeah. I love it. And it's fun because aren't we all, if we're yes. here, we are. If I not, just, not, uh, not all of us, not all people, but, but like, like if some, here, some people like math and science, not the people listening to this podcast. <laughs> not at all. I mean, let us know if you like math and maybe. science. Maybe. Yeah, maybe we have a. I'm sure it there's was- doctors out there who read Percy Jackson. Yeah. But probably not. Keep it to yourself. Actually, you're right. If you like science, math, uh, technology, engineering, or math, sit down. Literally, my brothers are in engineering and computer science school, and they also love Percy Jackson. So actually, you have no idea what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm barking up a weird tree here. What were our other favorite parts? I have pulled up my little moment that I liked. Go for it. Um, it's kind of cheesy. Who cares? But I actually, the part where it was like, what doesn't transmit light creates its own darkness. And like how like he like talking about how Commodus had like not listened to that advice and was like, he's going to live forever with like a, like a fan base and this like feeling of being important. And then there's the line just like, but he generated no light. I was like, Ooh, interesting i just liked that like you know comparison of like the this like grand follower like city all about him that commodus wanted to create but actually that like meaning being like hollow and empty and meaning nothing and then it like it goes on to compare it to the way station of like that like they don't really have like they are literally in secret like nobody knows that they exist until they need to know that they exist but they're creating a lot more light quote-unquote per se i don't know i was like that was really cheesy but well well executed no it was i enjoyed it it was a nice little like really beautiful sweet moment in a i'll say it a like too brief of a climax like i don't know the the um story plotting of like 
this book is a little weird. Because there was there was multiple moments where we could reach like the height of the plot. When Commodus went flying out a window, that was like probably the height. Also, because then Calypso was like magic moment and mm-hmm. she's been having trouble doing that. But then maybe you could say the height of the plot is Meg sitting on the throne because that's what they like needed to do. Really. Yeah, but then it also there t- that's also to set up the next book, so it also yeah. feels like a denouement. Like I, I don't know. I not every plot has to fit neatly into plot structure. Plot structure is a tool; it is not a rule. However, it does define when things are more and less enjoyable. You know? Yeah. And mostly just like easy to follow, you know? Like it was just like it this book has felt not I was gonna say a little, but I can't even say that. Like this book has felt all over the place. It has and like this like big moment has really shown that we're all over the place. Yeah, and plot and plot structure is like at the core of that. That this doesn't and there are, there are other forms of plot structure than like the traditional like arc that like I and I've studied a lot of forms of plot structure cuz that's half of what I went to school for in media and theater and it's like kind of exhausting to break down art into like categories like that um but it's also kind of fun um (laughs) but at the same time it's that like traditional plot structure that we all like in english class talk about the like the mountain structure i can't think i can't remember the name there's like a specific name for it yeah but like it's a climax uh structure um that is what we're most familiar with. That does not map onto this book at all. No. Now, I'm not saying every book needs to. Or every story needs to. But well, was- I can't think of another structure it maps on either. No, it was a little random. But I enjoyed it. I mean, I was having a great time. No, me too. It was just, like, kind of all over the place at the same time, you yeah. know? I think it was that there was just so many moving parts to it. Like there's a like lot when you when I'm thinking back to like the even the original series, or I guess maybe Heroes of Olympus would be better to compare it to because it's more like even reading level. But like the both of those series had like a lot going on, you know. Like there was like not a there was like an overarching thing that they were trying to do, but then they also ran into problems like every chapter based on like where they were. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know why the like typical like structure of like road tripping it or something that like Rick was used to made it a lot more easy to follow. Yeah. This book was like, we have to get to Indianapolis. And now that we're in Indianapolis, we have to do various things in Indianapolis. But also there's like this over like looming threat of like people are going to attack but also there it was just like yeah it was a lot to follow even though we only really stayed in one place for most of the book which is like so strange because some of the other like most of the other books were like we're traveling cross country all the time and it was easier to follow like why certain decisions are made i also don't know if maybe like we did a better job 
or we, Rick did a better job in the other series of like explaining the context and the myths that we're deriving this from. I also think yeah. you're being really generous to the Heroes of Olympus series. <laughs> you're right. But I actually, to give, this is minus the lost hero because it's always minus the yeah, lost it's, hero. Yeah, it's a it's a, <laughs> That series wildly varies from book to book. Like, let's pretend the Lost Hero doesn't exist. But when we start at Son of Neptune, we actually get, like, a very good first, like, Lightning Thief-esque introduction to, like, here's the Roman camp. Here's how they do things. Here's what they do. Like, here's how they've existed and, like, what the norms are and, like, why. Like, through Percy, we get a pretty good exposition of, like, Mm -hmm. what their system is. And this book series is a lot more interesting because Apollo is more interesting, but because Apollo inherently knows all of this like ancient stuff, it's like, I guess maybe Rick felt that he didn't need to explain it as much because it's like Apollo already knows all of this when like Percy in Son of Neptune and the lightning thief is like learning all of this. So it's like, it, like we're explaining it to Percy, but we're also explaining it to the reader. But then Apollo just has to be like, in my memory, I remember that these things, but like, these are like crazy myths that are not even like well known to people. And I feel like we just did not get enough explanation as to like what they were. And like, it's fine for us, like we're keeping up. But like, I feel like if the, like the average Percy Jackson reader read these, they'd be like, what? Is the story and yeah, we fight like it was a it little was, hard, and even it. sometimes I am like, Whoa, like, where are we? Like, I literally, yeah. when they were like, We gotta get Megasa on the throne, I was like, Damn, I forgot she had to do that. Me too. So, I don't know. I have a very interesting after like almost finishing the second one. I really, really like this book series for a lot of reasons, but I think that's my one gripe with it so far is like, Yeah, these are like a little bit too complex of myths that we're referencing to not be giving us like exposition to them mm-hmm. you know I agree with that. and maybe have like like take one thing off before you leave the house like there's just a lot of stuff happening at the same time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so well i wasn't expecting to go on that little bit like, <laughs> like <laughs> we're there, but here we are yeah i think I like that you brought up Son of Neptune because I also think Son of Son of Neptune is one of the better books in the Heroes of Olympus series. I would say the middle three are the strongest. Absolutely. It starts Agreed. and ends kind of yeah. loosely. But specifically Son of Neptune and, and Lost Hero do have the same problem that this this book does of two climaxes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because in the the last year we have, we save Piper's dad, and then we have the wolf house. Yeah. Son of Neptune is, we have Alaska, and then Camp Jupiter. This, mm-hmm. we have the cave, and then um, the way station. And it always, every time it feels weird, and every time the first climax feels way more important than the second. Absolutely. But do you know, that's the thing about having an ensemble cast is that it's just unrealistic for them to always be in the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. So they need to have, you know, but like, that, but like that, the I whole mean, gang from the way station was not going to go to this cave. Yeah. It'd be like way too big a group and they wouldn't have anything, you know, like it would just not really make logistical sense. So we have to figure out something else to do with like half the group or yeah. like, a, like two thirds of it so that there's 
they don't all have to be there for the climax. But yeah. then we need to still see them because it's an ensemble cast. And it should be happening concurrently. I think that's why Mark of Athena works because Annabeth's yeah. climax is happening concurrently to the rest of everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Frankly, everyone, Mark of Athena, she's the only one who really has a climax. Yeah, that's I would the say. thing. It's like, but then about House, of, the group. House of Hades, I would say the the end of House of Hades is one of Rick's stronger final acts. Yeah. Because Agreed. we have the concurrent Tartarus and and they're both Hazel things. And yes, and they're they're re, they're they're two climaxes that reach the same point. Yeah. yeah. And they're in the same literal like location. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. And they're upstairs and downstairs. Downstairs, yeah. But like they're and you know, like they're it's just like they're also like trying to work towards the same not that they're not trying to work th- towards the same goal in this like everyone's trying to like you know eventually get this prophecy and like get protect, that bag protect the way station but because it's just like happening in such in two crazy different places also um we have like apollo participating in both climaxes yeah like pretty heavily because like if we got to yeah, the they're both st- about the same character if we got to the way station and apollo took a back seat and like the players at the way station who weren't in the cave took the like took had the main part in like stopping this then it would i i think it would maybe feel a little bit more final and less confusing but yeah. like it feels all over the place because Apollo like has this big climax in the cave. And then all of a sudden he's also having another class. Like it's just like all, he's participating main, like main role in that. Yeah. Too because he becomes light real quick and yeah. blinds everybody, which is like, a that, big was deal. that was nuts. That was nuts. Because my thing is going back to the whole, like maybe a little context, please. Um, where to come from like we didn't really talk at all in this book about any finality for apollo in terms of like getting back to godly state for good like what where did it come from was it just like believe in yourself right kind of right (laughs) (laughs) but like that confused me i was like work but like if you could do that now i agree if you can do that now have we peaked too early because it is it is a repeated beat from the last book in which he has a little surge of godly strength yes now he was able to hold his godly form for whatever a millisecond in a mortal body after his arm was just snapped in half and he passed out yeah, he get roasted and toasted. I know, but like I was reading it and I was like, "How does he even have the strength to like pull out this trick yeah. when he, he was probably like, two chapters ago, like painting?" I don't know. He had a Celsius car. in the car, like please got a second wind Celsius ad. <laughs> no, he had Celsius in the car. <laughs> I he feel- really he caught an amazing he second did. wind. If he that. Did. I feel like we're kind of headed toward the theme. So I'm going to say let's take a break and then we'll come back to talk about our theme. Yes. All right. Fallout. What do we want to talk about first? 
I actually want to talk about something that's not related to the theme, but I remembered it at the end of the our last segment. Um, the peaches. Why <laughs> are there so talk many? about them? Why are there so many peaches? 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 <laughs> Literally. Oh before my! Before that thing, before that song was big. Mm-hmm. I just was. I don't even. I, maybe I don't have anything to say. I have. I, I have just questions. wanted to acknowledge. I have questions about them. Do they all look like peaches? Do they have different looks to them? It was not described. I like. I like the idea that they all look exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think that's what we're meant to believe. Mm. I like when he's like peaches prime because he was like this one's angrier. <laughs> it's like this yeah. Movie. This one's meaner. Yeah, that's true. But like, they're like minions. Yeah. yeah. Sit on that. <laughs> Sit on that. I mean, if we're going to talk about Fallout, we have to talk about our deaths. I know. We only really had one. A lot of nameless people died. A lot of nameless people that he literally Apollo had to look at a dead demigod that was the same age as his body was and was like, maybe these demigods aren't expendable. This is weird. I was like, we're just now having the realization looking at someone like, that was dead on the ground. What? That was literally crazy. Because that's basically what he said. Yeah. Like, maybe like, oh, their lives are something to care about. Sad. We also killed Festus again. But he's fine. This poor man. I hated that. <laughs> My man's has never gotten a break. But he's fine now. He's fine. He recovers. I, I like that Leo was like, I just like, he's like a Lego set. I just put him back together. <laughs> that was so cute. <laughs> he's fine. I was like, I, okay, we'll acknowledge the, that this is like the fifth time Festus has died. Yeah. Wait, okay. Let's, Festus death count. Um, Lost hero. Yes. And then he's a boat. He's a boat. Boat explodes. That's two. Yeah. He and Leo allegedly die. That's three. Yeah. And this is the fourth. And this is the fourth. Yeah. This is Festus's fourth death. And you know what? It concerns me every time. Because I'm and like, at what point this- do we even call it death? Or is well, it just I like- guess he is a robot. Like extra, I you know for like purposes of when the AI revolution comes and I don't I want them to spare me like yeah robots can die and I'm sad yeah I'll go on the record with that <laughs> you for know reasons please spare me exactly to our <laughs> to our artificial intelligence overlords. Um, you won't be getting those writer's jobs, but <laughs> but also kind of. It's the it's weird. Like, it's weird actual it's like, like so about it. basically like they can kind of use AI, but like they're also they're not gonna take someone's job. So like a writer can be like supervising the use of AI, you know? Like mm. so it's so it's it's neither here nor there. Um Anyways, and then Heloise. Very sad. She she gives birth and dies. <laughs> but like really? unrelated too. Yeah. Which I guess is like 
progressive. I don't know. Like, I don't know. We just historically so many women die in childbirth in literature and film and art. Um, and she doesn't do that. But they're well, very, they're very close. She also lays an egg. So I guess she could have also died before childbirth. Not born. Yeah. Certainly child child (laughs) for sure (laughs) yeah that that was a sad moment the thing that was so goddamn heartbreaking was when apollo was like i or i think it was apollo where he was like i don't know what would be worse um both of or like like her dying and leaving like dad and egg or everyone socks with sandals or (laughs) <laughs> you're a menace to society <laughs> Ava you talk I'm gonna mute our zoom oh that was kind of all I had to say but it was it was basically Apollo being like what's worse um uh everyone dying or just Halloween's dying and I was like holy shit the trolley problem um yeah there it was yeah. I didn't even realize that I, I didn't mean, until I said when it. it. When it really comes down to it, isn't everything the trolley problem? A little bit. That or Schrodinger's cat, I feel like, right? Oh, yeah. Girl, oh. that cat. And girl, that cat. Is it alive? Is it dead? I guess we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> and Oedipus. If we throw that in there, I think we do have everything covered. Everything covered. That's the holy trinity. That's the holy trinity. Sorry, sometimes my power does this thing where it turns off for like a millisecond and then on again and everything is fine. Oh, work. I'm I'm so confident in your safety. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, I this sorry, this recording has been a little chaotic in my house because twice, not once, twice, I've had to mute myself and yell at my roommate's cat for eating plastic. She loves eating plastic. Oh, work. Did, I was kind of worried for a moment that yeah. like, you were fighting with your roommate. Me too. No, like, no. On this Zoom. I, 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 I was like, oh my God, who is she screaming at? It's a cat. That makes so much more sense. That's, okay, that's literally why I wanted to clarify. I was like, I hope these people aren't worried. But literally, she was like on my... Because I just bought like a big floor lamp and a rug because I found a Target gift card. And... um. <laughs> she was like trying to eat the wrapping and i literally muted myself i was like pickle pickle you don't get to eat plastic because <laughs> that's that, the only way she listened to you i was fully ready to get the tea after we stopped like after we stopped recording like no. once we hit once we hit pause i was about to be like so no so my like, roommate has been asleep for three hours i like okay. not anymore <laughs> I'm, no i'm sorry three um, hours yeah but like, no i mean I, slay but um no i was very much yelling at the cat because she does not listen unless you're very harsh with her i love (laughs) do we have any more thoughts about this book i jesus brayden animals be animals be that's true um um the whole okay i liked the use of a sonnet but this is again all over the place 
Yeah. There's well, a mean, lot going on. I mean, we, we don't know the book. We don't know the next book yet. So yeah, we don't know. What they're talking about. At least we have a central meeting place of Camp Jupiter, it seems, by the but, end of But it. like, also maybe. Like, I yeah, feel like, like we'll be there by certain. the end. Yeah. But also maybe the beginning and also maybe Grover? Oh, oh I was thinking about that. That would be like so amazing. Oh God, like, oh my God, he's here. I feel it. I'm calling it. And also the crossword puzzle oracle. Girl. What? Girl. Girl. <laughs> Sometimes you, you don't need any more things. What do you mean? <laughs> Literally yeah, sobbing. That should be interesting. Sass moments? Let me pull it up. I... I don't even know if reading the exact moment is worth it. I think it, me explaining it is easier. When Apollo's like, oh, we have, I don't think we've been introduced. Hi, I'm Apollo. And then Peaches goes, Peaches? Peaches? Peaches. It's- and we're like, fuck you, Rick Riordan. That was fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> That was like, I was like, he's not going to go there, is he? And then he did. And I went, bravo, 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 see me. Please. He didn't stop going there either. Happened multiple times. Yes. Oh, my God. I also loved the little joke where he was like, and then they turned around and they're all just like sitting on the back of the car seat, seat, like looking at him. I thought that was funny. The visual, a very funny visual. It is a good visual. Um, beaches, 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 beaches. Yeah, Jack Black. Um, my sass moment is... It's one of those that's only funny to me. Um, and that's, it sounds really exhausting for you, I guess. <laughs> no, I just... No, okay, I had to explain this to, like, the people that I've met in the past month. I love sighing, and it doesn't mean that I'm trying to say something without words. My body just does it constantly because it it's great. I like I I love to sigh. You just got a um, lot of breath to release. <laughs> yeah, I think I do. Maybe I don't like breathe or something. But um, yes, this ass moment I believe it might only be funny to me or funny, kind of to others. But like, why do I find it that funny? Anyway, um, talking about lit getting his battle wounds and it says his hair and clothes were scorched as if he'd run through a gauntlet of flamethrowers leaving his corn husker shirt looking like the surface of a burnt marshmallow only the word corn was still visible that's great imagine a shirt that just says corn yep right in line with you he's wearing that in battle that's hilarious people don't do that it is funny that it was in battle i didn't think about that see that's it's the anomaly that's not the word i just talk okay mine um was in the first chapter uh it was like when he literally pulls a jada essence hall look over there yes (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's the moment after that because then it's he says they were slow at looking over there they could not glance they could not turn their heads without turning their entire bodies. So they executed a full 180 degree waddle. It made me laugh out loud because it reminded me of how you talked. They were slow at looking over there. They could not glance. I was like, I literally just read that in Braden's book. 
True. No, true. It's also the concept. The cat is back. It's also the concept of, um, I love when things don't have necks. Um, or like when like we act like we don't have a neck. This okay, this is a bit my roommate and I have been doing recently, where it's like, what if you all right, we're laughing, but it's like, what if you like, for example, shake your head, but you can't just move your head, so you have to move your whole body, so you're like, no, no. Like, I love it. So are we good, Brayden? Are we good? I'm like crying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Now you just go like, I love when things don't have <laughs> I do because girl, my- there's I've I there's a world of things that I'm about to introduce you to that do not have necks. Right? No, that's what I'm saying. And I I have Googled so many times in my life, um, animals without necks, and those are some of the best pictures I've ever seen. Okay, I just before we do offerings, I just need to know. Do snakes not have a neck or are they all neck? And how do you feel? <laughs> I don't know. I okay. That's this a is tough really, dilemma. This is really tough. Sorry, this was a weighted question to just just throw on. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only topic, micro topic that I'm comfortable tackling at this time is the idea of cobras, because either like either their head to chest or that whole area is their neck and then the rest of it is their body okay so it's like are we gonna go in the head and chest no neck camp or are we gonna support the giant neck agenda i still don't know where i stand i guess like the real question is like if you're to put a shirt on a snake where do you start it that's really (laughs) funny because (laughs) I'm so like I'm so human centric in that idea. <laughs> you know, like because like the neck hole of a shirt, so it's like and like how high you put the shirt is where the where, neck starts. Where do snakes shift from? Where do you, what a good question? The end, I assume. That's no, I don't think so. I think, <laughs> like, I think it's probably like five sixths down the line. That I hate. This I hate. <laughs> I hate. No, well, I, I, are, are we are we like projecting human like mammal like like anatomy onto them? But what I'm saying, like, that's I what I, I'm, why I'm confused being, by the neck. You know, like, I think I'm being way too sapien centric here. <laughs> yes. So it's like so I'm asking where the neck is. What Ava's asking the real question: Where is their ass? <laughs> Neve is like choking. <laughs> Cobra, like wearing a t-shirt is just so. so I do like that you gave us Cobra, so we we all knew we were all picturing the same snake. I'm glad we could ground this conversation in that way. Imagine it wearing like a button up polo. Like I literally. Oh, I like that you went button up. I did. I was going t-shirt. I was going like. Like classic, like red T-shirt. Do you know what I'm? Do you want? I'm being so honest. I'm, on the right I'm being so honest on the podcast right now. I imagined like Dear Evan Hansen style, like button, like blue. Oh, like iconic. Um, on a <laughs> no. Lap, so. 
Why'd you go Dear Evan Hansen? <laughs> you're crazy. Um, why I was that your only reference for a polo shirt? <laughs> That's why it's even funnier. <laughs> Troubled. Um, slithering through a window, if you will. No, but I thought gray turtleneck. Um, oh, turtleneck. Oh, I thought gray- how long, but how long is the turtleneck? turtleneck? Well, that's what I'm fucking saying is why I think my idea <laughs> of the snake is so human centric. And that's the real problem. That's why I'm not equipped to answer this question other than the Cobra dilemma that I just posited. But yeah. my, my, my next thought though, is technically because of who they are, is all snake clothing in these three categories. Tube tops, strapless dresses, and ponchos. I can also see ponchos. Um, um, a situation, again, this raises the question, where's the neck? But <laughs> just a collar and tie. <laughs> that I see more. <laughs> But again, because, where do you start it? Do you start it near the head or all the way down? Where I thing. would assume the belt is. But proportionately, that's only one problem. When you have to think about a snake wearing a shirt, you, oh my God, sorry. When you have to think about a snake wearing a shirt, you not only have to think about where the neck is, you have to think about where the waist is. You have to think about where that snake's torso ends. Oh, where where it falls. Because like, is it a crop top? Is it a full-length shirt? Right, and that's so much to grapple with. And if you're talking dress, it's like, where is its butt? Is its butt covered? And- <laughs> Like also like what is the line between dress and shirt? That's what I'm saying. That's what that's exactly (laughs) what I'm saying. If you imagine a collar and a tie, you're golden because you only have to answer one question. Where's the neck? But you don't have to you don't have to decide where the ass is. You don't have to do the supplemental essays. (laughs) Who are the offerings for? That conversation was one of the funniest things I've heard in a really long time. All of everything discussed, but most like at the end, Ava going, like interrupting her own thought to go, oh my God. Sometimes you just hear yourself speaking and you're like, I cannot believe I'm saying this right now. No, and only facts. It was such a good debate. This is top 10 episodes of this podcast. (laughs) Right here, right now. You gotta promote this on social media. Like, guys, you have to do it. You don't understand. You'll never know. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, and P.S. If you're listening, weigh in. Where do you think... This is the new Frank B. debate. This is the new Frank B. debate. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with <laughs> No, it will, though, because we're going to post Python. Okay, we'll connect you all. And we need to know by the final book. Python also does, wearing? Not, does not sound like a nudist. I think Python likes to wear clothes. Yeah. Python sounds like like a, a girly who like is a fashion girly, you know? Yeah. Right, or like I'm thinking like a businessman. Mm. Okay, yeah. Very business, very, very chic. Like, to me, Python is Kendall Roy from Succession. No, but, like, you're right. I know. But I guess, like, we're we're unclear on the, like, dynamic. Is, like, is Python above Triumvirate Holdings or, like, below? So is, like, is he Kendall or, like, is Nero Kendall? Is, Is Python Logan Roy? 
Uh, no, I think Python. Oh, real. Well, no, he, if we're going triumvirate and then Python somewhere here, technically, I think triumvirate is the Roy's. Python is Stewie. No, but that's so real. No, Great. but you're so real for that. Yeah. What are our offerings? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Heloise. It's for Heloise. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm giving mine to Meg. Work. Fair. I'm also giving mine to Heloise. Pour one out for Heloise. Right. And like, I think two is appropriate. Yeah. Ooh. Who are we voting off? I'm I'm going to go back to the beginning of this book. Indiana. Nothing good is happening in Indiana. <laughs> okay, Fair. real. When I'm drove, excited for us to leave. Literally. I know. When I drove from the East Coast to the Midwest and I had to drive through Indiana, that was the most depressed I was on the entire drive. I was like, this makes me sad for a reason I don't completely comprehend. Such a saddening state. Boo. Um, who am I voting off? Oh god. I, I have to vote Rick off. And I don't I, I don't think he deserves more than one. Yeah. But like this yeah. is just crazy. And he's been doing well. We're a little bit in the weeds with his writing. Like I like I see we spent a lot of time talking about talking yeah. about this this episode. And I, we don't need to keep going. <laughs> but like yeah, yeah. Real. Um we have two of the Republican nominees on this list. Oh my god. That's for that. Mine is hold on, let me just check if something is a word real quick. All right. Take your time. And while she does that, we'll Okay. Okay. <laughs> thank God. Thank God. Because I had no ideas. Uh, I am voting off anthropocentrism. Um okay. And listeners, for those of you who might not have a dictionary in front of your face, um, anthropocentrism is the belief that human beings are the central or most important entity in the universe. So I'm talking about the snakes right now. No, we 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 figured that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put two and two together, and I I got five. <laughs> That's not good. Okay, <laughs> And that's all for this week, folks. <laughs> Join us next week where we'll be discussing chapters 41 and 42. Make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. And we also have a coffee account, a Red Bubble store, and a website for this, would you believe it, Percy Jackson podcast. <laughs> Despite what we spent. No, we talked, we talked we about talk it a lot. lot. Yeah. We just talked a lot in general. Every, <laughs> every segment was longer than it normally is. That's true. We were indiscriminatorily talking. So true. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>